Welcome to the Win All Day Every Day podcast presented by Prairie Hockey Academy. My name is Barrett Kropp. I'm the general manager at PHA and head coach of the U15 prep team. And I'm joined by my co-host, Justin Simpkins, the director of the uh, Prairie Hockey Academy. So, Justin, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Barrett. It's good to, uh, good to see you back. Uh, early morning uh, flight home. Yeah, but you know, WestJet got us home, but uh, a little bit delayed getting out of Victoria last night. Okay. And uh, I think I think the flight was maybe a little weighed down. We had three winds loaded up on that plane, so it was uh, <laughs> a little right. bit hard to uh, maybe get off on time. But we landed and, and got home at 3 a.m., and, and the boys are pretty excited because, uh, yeah, it was a big weekend for us and, yeah. and um, performed probably, uh, well, not probably, we did perform more than... Uh, than I'd expected us. Um, you know, I would have been really happy and content with a a two and two record coming home, but uh, coming home three and one, a um, lot of uh, a lot of momentum in our sales, and uh, probably even more importantly than the three wins, I think right now is being healthy, no injuries. Yeah, that's wow. acquired. We have we yeah. have injuries, but no new injuries. We have a wood so, table here. Yeah, um, that's that's true. No injuries, but I think what was neat too is just to see some of the you know. We talked about this a couple a couple episodes ago about your team's retreat, right? Or our, our whole program's retreat and just what we were trying to teach there about, you know, in the face of adversity, what that looks like. And you guys faced some adversity and there was some onslaught at times and defensively the team came together and you had some great performances. You tasked guys with certain roles to, hey, shut down this top scorer and and there was some success. Like, I think you probably, I mean, how many times throughout the weekend did you come back to the teaching points of that retreat weekend? Yeah, every every period, even in between periods, like, uh, or on the bench, we would, you know, we've got our key points that we, we yeah. address. And um, yeah, it, it's, it was just honestly, it was good to see the buy-in because like you said, we did have a few moments where, um, well, our, our opening game, we yeah. we kind of got speed bagged a little bit by, by a really good team out of Delta Green. And um you know, our, our guys, I thought, maybe were a little bit fearful and overwhelmed, but we just kept talking about staying on top of it and staying, you know, with the system. And mm-hmm. um, no one left the rink that night, you know, on, on Thursday, disappointed. They were like, okay, now we know what we need to do. And yep. we've faced our giants, so to speak. We now know what the level is at, and we can play at this level. And then we rattle off three wins. So I'm pretty excited for the guys moving forward. Yeah, it was a fun weekend overall, um, seeing our home opener on Thursday night for our U17 white team. It was our first season opener of the of our season for our four programs, and great crowd, uh, fun atmosphere. They played, a, you know, obviously a cross-southern province rival with Notre Dame in town, and it was just a fun Saskatchewan hockey game. It was hard-hitting, but it was clean, uh, but it was, it was good, and, the, you know, boys in white prevailed I think it was 5-1 it was a good victory it was that was always fun at home but the Barkman Arena was full and it's exciting to see hockey on again this weekend yeah, absolutely and we're we're deep into our podcast season as well like we're we're into month three now and and uh, lots of fun stuff's happened and we're at that point where we've got you know our, our listener base our viewership is increasing each week and um we're also realizing that we've had some fantastic guests that we want to um have on on repeat on a regular basis. And right. so today's guest, we're, we're really excited to, to have on the show with us from Make Shifts Happen, Melissa Ratchi. Um, Melissa, welcome to the show. We're really glad that you could be joining us again today. Thanks, Barrett. Thanks, Justin. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, Melissa, we had some great feedback from you know, the first episode that you were on with us and you were, I don't remember, episode three or four, kind of one of our early guests. And so thank you for helping us, you know, get this thing off the ground and uh, some good feedback from, from listeners and some the new questions came in and we we're like, you know what, we look forward to having Mel back. And so uh, welcome here for 
part two of uh, of yourself, and I, I have a funny feeling it, it, this won't be a two part series. So we'll keep going. I I'm happy to do as many as we need. There's a ton, a ton of myths when it comes to nutrition in general. Now layer in performance nutrition and how to fuel yourself as an athlete, and you have a ton of uh, professionals on the internet. So I'm I'm happy to at least provide some some insights and some information and what research is saying. So I'm happy to get started in our conversation today. I, I know there's some great topics that we're going to cover. Yeah. Now, before we get to some of those topics, some of the, one of the burning things for my mind is, you know, at makeshifts happen, uh, Mel's a performance nutritionist and she works a lot, uh, with even professional athletes and all the way down to Prairie Hockey Academy. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of even individuals and, and females and that on just optimal performance and how to, how to feel optimal. And one piece, Baron, this is really exciting, right? Because this doesn't happen every year, but the Toronto Blue Jays made the playoffs <laughs> and they're in a wild card game. And I know that Mel over there on this side, you know, works with some of the pitching staff and we've got one of the best starting rotations. Now she doesn't have to tell us about Kevin Gosman or anybody <laughs> like that, but we are excited for them to have taken probably some supplements and some performance and some hydration um, to Minnesota for a big game tomorrow. So uh, keep you doing watch what you do, those Mel. trends. The same yeah. teams that are using the products that Prairie Hockey Academy also has access to, we're starting to see some patterns where, you know, they're, they're making it to games. They might not have made it, made it to in the past. So I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. Could, right. could be it's the good. aminos or the hydration. <laughs> and Mel, it's been two months since you've you've been on with us, and you know it's it's a busy last two months in terms of athletes finishing up their summer training, going into their seasons in whatever sport, and even in in like Justin just said in baseball, a sport that's kind of getting to the peak of it of the playoffs. What are what are some things that's taken place with some of your athletes the last couple of months? Any stories you can tell us or update us on on, on what's been happening in your world? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I love to dig a little bit deeper into this as well. We covered some basic essentials to nutrition and now we are approaching uh, that time where we're going to be in season. And ideally we need to be at a point now where we've, we've made all the changes we're going to make in the off season, um, in season fueling and performance is all about using the protocols and what we've essentially trialed in the off season and what we've seen work and be consistent with that. Um, this is not the time to try out new things. So I want, you know, that to be quite, quite clear is that, you know, if you are looking to make a, a massive change, this might not be the best time. You really just want to hone in on some of the habits that you've been, um, been, been working towards. And I will say what I've seen with my athletes, I mean, man, there've been so many camps. It's been, a lot of more intense working. It's been, you know, messages at uh, 12 midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Hey, I just landed and I, I'm here and I don't know what to eat. And I know we're going to speak to traveling and, you know, food availability and like what to do in a situation where you're in a different city, you're traveling, you don't know what's there. Um, so it's been a lot of troubleshooting, uh, a, little, a lot of troubleshooting leading up to this moment. And now just being confident that we've made some really fantastic changes. And we're going to see the fruits of our labor in, in season. Um, we're very much focused on mitigating both injury and illness. And I, I'm sure we'll chat a little bit on that and what we can kind of do from a nutritional standpoint, maybe even a supplemental standpoint to, to help to mitigate some of that. Yeah, it was interesting. Last night when we were flying back from Victoria, 
Uh, we, we ate downtown at the harbor <clears throat> in Victoria around two o'clock. So it was great for the kids. We had some, had, had some fun time. And then we get on the flight and our game plan, cause we had a layover in Calgary was to, to have their evening meal in Calgary. Well, we were almost an hour and a half delayed in Victoria mm-hmm. and we had to literally sprint from gate 13 to gate 75. And we got there and well, I, I didn't sprint. The, the kids did. And by the time <laughs> I got the there, my coach. by the time I got there, they, uh, there was of course one of those little junk food stores right beside the gate. And probably about half of my athletes had water and beef jerky in their hand, knowing that we're getting on the flight. And then as, as I approached the gate, seeing a couple of kids hide their, their, you know, their uh, chocolate bar and their pop that they were tucking into their pocket as they saw me. So we got some work to do. Um, but you know, there are 13 and 14 year old boys that, uh, need to keep understanding that optimal performance. Even when you get thrown a curveball on a travel schedule, what are some choices that you made? Because half you did make a good choice here. Yeah. And that's a really good point. And, and this is something that I'm speaking more to now, um, as my athletes are in season is that concept of ideal versus what's realistic. And, um, we obviously optimal performance is going to be consistently making the best choice and the best choice isn't the ideal choice. I just want to make that real clear. Your, your situation, Barrett, is something that, you know, athletes are going to encounter a lot, whether you're traveling on a bus, you're traveling on a plane, um, your schedule is not necessarily in your control. Um, so your flight gets delayed and now what do you do? And that's where the ideal versus realistic really comes into play. Um, a lot of this is planning ahead. Um, you mentioned jerky. There's a couple of foods um, and, a, and a couple of brands that I think are really great when it comes to good, easy travel nutrition uh, that helps to provide some protein, that helps to provide some nutrients. Because in the very same convenience store in a in a airport terminal where you can find that chocolate bar and that soda, you can also find beef jerky. You can also find... Um, I love the RX bar because it's dates and um, some protein and, you know, maybe a nut or seed. Uh, So a real clean energy source and you can make a better choice in that scenario. Obviously ideal would be you sit down and you have a grass fed piece of steak and some vegetables and, you know, maybe a sweet potato, but uh, that's going to be hard when we're traveling. So making those choices, planning ahead, um, knowing what your options are, are going to help you feel better prepared as an athlete. And that's a big thing. I mean, you guys, you mentioned all the games that you're playing in a different time zone and with the travel. Um, the decision you make on a Thursday night for the meal that you eat will affect your game on Saturday. And and these are compounded choices. So um, again, you know, that's where right now in season, the mindset for these athletes needs to be um, planning and prepping ahead and understanding what you're going to do two days before a game, three days before a game, because your performance on the ice that day is a result of the choices you've made on those days prior. That's really neat. And this is a little bit off topic, but I, it reminds me of in early July. I had this or middle of July, I had this conversation with a professional athlete off of, you know, he actually plays for our Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And at that point, our starting quarterback had just had a pretty horrific injury and uh, they gave him, you know, quite a length and probably missed the season. And he just said, ah, he's like, he won't miss the season. Like he's such a nutrition freak that he always beats those by like two to three weeks. Mm. And it's almost like this, like comment that he's a nutrition freak. And, um, it's, you know, it's a positive thing, but it almost comes out as a negative thing, but I'm going, wow, 
if you know that his body will recover in two to three weeks quicker than everybody else's, wouldn't that make you want to be optimal also? It's just kind of where my mind goes with it, right? And so just as you're talking, like these decisions you make on a Thursday impact your Saturday, just like these decisions you make every day impact how your body recovers, injury, sickness, anything like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, it's, it's society's interesting, right? I mean, you kind of have to uh, explain why you're choosing to eat, um, I don't know, a salad with some steak, but we don't really have to explain if we're eating a cheeseburger um, right. and especially in sport. <laughs> Um, and, and I mean, let's, you know, let's talk, obviously we expend a lot of energy as an athlete and therefore we need to put a lot of energy in and obviously fast, convenient food, uh, contains a lot of calorie. So in theory, it fits the need. However, what it's also doing is, um, promoting more inflammatory pathways, which when we are injured or we are competing at a high level where our body has a lot of pressure, um, we're more susceptible to injury. And then also our immune system is going to take a decent hit. Um, and of course, now layer in the travel layer in the time zone changes. And now you've got a nice you know, recipe for, for disaster here. And we, we talked injury. I mean, when we're talking injury, we're, we're speaking more to the either you know, skeletal or muscular system and then um, illness more from your immune system. Well, there's a lot of overlapping nutrients. And um, I would say starting with protein, which we discussed on our, our last podcast. So I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds. Definitely listen to uh, to that podcast if you want to refresh. But that is one of the, the macronutrients that are incredibly important for both your immune system, um, keeping strong, healthy uh, muscle, which obviously protects your, your skeletal system. So that's going to be a huge piece. And then we also have things like, you know, vitamin C, which we know is incredibly important and vitamin D. Um, I think we also spoke to this on the previous podcast, but I think it's worthy saying again, you know, in athlete in sport, and this is clearly shown in a ton of research studies are so incredibly vitamin D deficient. And it's just something that is easy. It's easy to cover your bases and make sure that you, you have levels that are sufficient or, or to use our kind of optimal term here, optimal. Yeah, and we do have across our academy, and I'm sure other academies and minor hockey teams and, and junior teams in, in the sport of hockey, um, we've got some injuries. And mm-hmm. some are, you know, broken collarbone and, uh, you know, twisted knee and a knee surgery and a bunch of other, you know, you know, some more skeletal situations, but also some soft tissue, you know, some, some labrums and some... Um, you know, shoulder AC joints and some of those type of things. Is there anything nutritionally that our athletes or other athletes out there listening can be doing to help speed recovery? I know that like, obviously there's no magic pill out there that you can, you know, just plug your, your body into a a socket and get recharged. Like it's, I'm not asking for sci-fi advice, but maybe there's something out there, you know, whether it's come to macro or, or micronutrients that you would say, you know, the athletes need to get onto this right now and and it'll help them out. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I'll give you some heavy hitters here beyond obviously the protein, which is a macro and then your vitamin C, vitamin D, which we micro. So your vitamins and minerals. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the concept of inflammation. Now the nutrition freak who's eating well is actually doing things on a daily basis to um, keep inflammatory pathways healthy, right? We do not want to be inflamed all the time. Now, I want to make sure that I state that obviously in the initial phases of injury, there is some inflammation and that's a good thing because inflammation brings blood to the area, which is full of nutrients. 
we hope, to help the healing process. However, prolonged inflammation or chronic inflammation is where we see delayed healing, is where we see repeat injuries. Um, the person who's constantly sick, you know, we don't we don't want to be that guy. We want to be on the ice playing our sport. Um, so I would say, you know, from a and I'm going to consider this a, a macro because it's a an essential fatty acid. Omega three fatty acids are really supportive. Um, in a healthy inflammatory response, they are a nutrient that are essential. And what that actually means is that your body cannot make it. It must be obtained through food. So, you know, I, I tell my guys, like, okay, so we want to work with smash fish, um, salmon, mackerel, anchovy, sardines, and herring. Um, not a lot of people enjoy eating those fish. It's also hard to find that fish. So I would... Um, I would uh, definitely suggest getting some omega-3s on board there, um, making sure that you have your amino acids because especially for from, from like a skeletal or even a connective tissue, you want to make sure that you have an abundant of, abundance of amino acids, especially the ones that help to promote more connective tissue growth. Um, so this can either be from like the beef protein or just a good essential amino acid and doing that on a regular basis, whether that be during your resistance training, um, post game, or even throughout the day when you don't have access to good quality protein. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, and, and lots of really trigger reminders there too, um, using that acronym of SMASH and just trying to help the guys and, and girls, you know, get the most out of that recovery because they're so devastated when they do get hurt this early in the season. And anything that we can put onto their recovery train to help them you know get that sorted out early I think just even mentally then helps them turn the corner and and get back to to making sure they're doing the right things I'd love to also mention something not food related in the context of recovery that I just I don't think is appreciated as much especially in in our youth athlete population and that's sleep right mm -hmm. and I, I mean I it's tough. I get it. Um, so one of the things I work on with my athletes is, you know, removing blue light from their electronics, whether that be through um, changing some systems through in the phone or using some really great apps, whether that be for like a tablet or a computer or whatnot. You know, again, here's that realistic versus ideal. Ideal is I'd want you off your phone in the evening time. I, I would want blue light when the sun goes down to be gone, right? The sun has set. So um, internally, our circadian rhythm is looking to more orange colored lights. Um, but you've got a game at 7 p.m. and you're all you're still you know wired after that game. I mean, that's your reality. So let's do what we can to avoid electronic light exposure and maybe getting in some really great breath work and a really good meal post game to help to turn the system down so we can focus on sleep. Another thing that was quite noticeable this week for me anyhow as uh, as we traveled and I don't know must have been on, on Vancouver Island was sport mecca weekend because you had a bunch of like the U of A Panda basketball team was there the Lethbridge rugby team was there you had 17 U15 prep academy teams on the island like WestJet was just smiling because their their flights were all jammed full of athletes <laughs> cool. but um what was shocking to me was from a hydration perspective and, and not just as I was rounding, you know, around the sport facilities, seeing athletes carry Red Bulls and Primes and just regular Gatorades, um, but also seeing parents and boyfriends or girlfriends running these 
products to their friends or, or children in in the middle of games and in between the middle periods and like so I don't know last time you're on we talked very briefly on the hydration part of it and this isn't a bash brands uh segment it, it's it's trying to find some optimal hydration um, ideas from you to help our, our listeners and our pha athletes really get fine-tuned on this front yeah i mean really good point and this is actually something you know when you had asked prior what are some of the things i've been working on with my athletes it's getting their individual hydration needs down um and i i would say um at least from a couple of, of athletes i'm thinking off the top of my head here who had been struggling to, from an endurance perspective, make it throughout a game, it was hydration. Um, and I mean, let's, let's break it down on the ways that we, we hydrate. I think we spoke last time, water is not enough to adequately hydrate the body. And then we have the other side of it with these energy drinks that are chock full of dyes or sugars, um, or caffeine. And the reason that you, you know, don't have enough energy to make it, um, from period to period is not because you have a, a caffeine deficiency. So the caffeine of course is going to give you some energy. Um, but at what cost, uh, we're already constantly in that fight or flight as an athlete. And, and the caffeine is going to of course exacerbate that. So although I love using some caffeine in the right context, having that be what provides you, um, energy to sustain period to period is, is really not a sustainable choice. Um, firstly, I think it's important to understand you hydrate with your food as well. Um, so vegetables and fruits that have a high water content, like cucumbers, watermelon, I actually love watermelon because it also supports vessel health and, um, and, and helps actually as a really great pre-workout hydrator um, and contains a ton of vitamins, minerals, and fiber within the food, raspberries, tomatoes. These are really good options. So no that um, your hydration status can be drastically affected by the types of foods you eat. And of course, a diet of refined food isn't going to contain these vegetables with vitamins and minerals and water. Um, so that's number one. Um, number two is that we, we want to make sure that we understand, you know, what our hydration status should look like. And this should be something that we work on in the off season, whether you're weighing yourself or you're understanding, okay, I sweat a lot of salts. Um, so I need to prioritize adding some additional sea salt. Um, intraperiod and, and hydrating like pre-intra and post-game is an individual response. But I'll hope to, I'll, I'm going to try and give some generalized information that everyone can at least start using. And then you need to refine that based on everything about your biochemical individual individuality. But uh, number one, make sure that you're obviously eating these high water foods. Um, water prior, you know, obviously there's a, there's a balance, there's a tipping point and you want to make sure that you're not having too much, uh, water. No one likes that sloshing around feeling, but I like a combination of electrolytes, amino acids, um, maybe additional salt should the athlete need it. And then let's talk about these sports drinks that contain refined sugar and easy. Um, and I, I love this as an intraperiod or like mid game nutrition, is um, honey, dates, or maple or Canadian maple syrup, right? And and adding in a little bit of carbohydrate to that mixture to help fuel the athlete. Um, this is often where we end up grabbing, you know, some caffeine for that energy boost. But these are really great natural ways to to get some hydration, to get some energy, and and last throughout the game. So just to quickly 
dummy that down for me in between periods when I'm trying to figure out how to get the defense zone coverage dialed in. Are you saying like just some water, uh, a box of table salt, and a, a jug of maple syrup from Costco, and we just mix it in? And or, or is this like is this already somewhere out there prepackaged? Maybe this is a new business opportunity <laughs> for us. Too. honey. Yeah. It could be as easy, honestly, as a scoop of hydration or hydrate rather. Um, so the, you know, the electrolyte uh, product that's available at Prairie Hockey um, with a little bit of, I usually go a tablespoon at a time for honey. So, you know, you start with maybe one or, one or two tablespoons in your, your standard Gatorade size bottle, you know, 700 milliliters of water. Um, and you start with that. And, and then obviously, again, I, there's some individual, individual approaches there. Um, and if you know, I always tell my guys, take off your hat and look at that brim of your hat. And if there's a white mark there, or mm -hmm. you know that you often have like white marks underneath, maybe your underarms or when you're sweating, that's, a, that's probably the need for a bit more salt. So I would go, um, instead of a table salt, I'd probably go with like a mineral based, um, maybe like a Redmond real salt or a Celtic gray salt or a Himalayan pink salt whatever you want, but something that has some, some additional minerals. And yeah, I mean, that's three products, right? Your, your hydrate has all your electrolytes, your vitamin C back to that, you know, illness conversation, you've got additional salt, should you need it? And then there's your honey and you now have your, your very own Gatorade. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. That's great advice. I love that. Yeah. Now on to some other, I don't know, maybe this is episode, we'll call this the Mythbusters episode <laughs> because, um, you know, I, we, there's lots of information out there on protein and after your performance, right? So again, optimal versus, you know, realistic and all those other things that we're talking about. But what is what would be an optimal setup? The game ends, it's your third game in three nights and you got one more in tomorrow afternoon. How quickly should protein be getting into the body and what what type of protein? Is just a powder good enough? Do we need to have beef jerky there or like what what's going to be the best we hear chocolate milk you know that's the most easily soluble soluble but maybe there's something else that we need to be doing post game to help these athletes recover as quick as they possibly can yeah absolutely and and the situation that you just outlined i think is pretty standard where you're you know end of the game end of the night it's quite late and you need to get something in you both fluids, um, protein, and good quality fuel, because again, your game tomorrow is the byproduct of what you're about to do. So this is where all those compound decisions start to um, really, like this is where the, the tires hit the road, I guess. Um, so the myth of this, let's talk about that. The second you put the weight down or um, the game is over, you now have this narrow window. You have like 30 minutes to get your protein shake in. and Everyone's got their protein shake ready. What we understand now is that what we thought was once a very narrow door is quite a large gaping hole. So we have a lot more time um, within this, you know, anabolic window. Um, what was once thought to be one hour is actually a lot longer. This is something that I want to make sure athletes understand, though. We're talking about a quick turnaround time. So fueling should happen pretty soon after the game. But what I find win or lose, we're fired up and we're not necessarily hungry and ready to eat a T-bone steak after that game. So I would say post-game within that first hour, start focusing on rehydrating and having that same concoction that we just mentioned, put that in the post-game. But if aminos weren't something that you were drinking in the game, this is an absolutely great time 
to have amino acids in that post-game hydration opportunity. It's protein broken down to its smallest form that your body doesn't have to digest. So even if you're not hungry yet, it's all good. Shower, get yourself uh, like out of the arena, ready to go and have a whole food meal. By now, a little bit of time has passed and appetite might be coming back. Now, really what we want to do is we want to eat something that's not going to sit too heavy. This is very individualized as well. But again, we want to get some good quality carbohydrate in you and more of a whole food source of protein. This is also where I like to add in things like cherries or tart cherry juice um, to help with leg recovery so that we're feeling good and our legs are feeling and not feeling super heavy the next day for that game. That tart cherry juice too. I mean, there's some, there's a lot of added benefits to that, your recovery, but I mean, there's some natural melatonin in it. Is there not in the, so when we're talking about a late night game here, we're trying to eat and then we're trying to get ourselves to rest and recover. Uh, there's benefits to that too. Absolutely. I love those foods that serve double duty and, you know, they're a little bit of carbohydrates. There's some great antioxidants to help with inflammation, melatonin to help you sleep. Uh, they're really great powerhouse food to, to choose. Right. Well, this has been some great uh, optimal nutrition and hydration advice. Um, I know that uh, <laughs> in Victoria, we had we had some downtime. We were we were staying at Camp Quanos, and uh, we'd wake up every morning, go for a walk along the beach, and for the majority of my players, they're all Saskatchewan boys, and they uh, bought them first time to the ocean, and so they were looking under every rock for starfish and seashells and, and whatnot. But uh, we'd go and eat breakfast. And then um, we actually replayed your episode from the podcast because I wanted these guys to be dialed in. We, had, we didn't play till the afternoon. So we, we listened to uh, the, the, you know, the podcast from two months ago where you were giving us all kinds of great nutrition advice. And so already... You know, I'm I'm even thinking this afternoon. I'm going to replay this for the guys already. <laughs> I'm not going to wait wait that several weeks for them to to hear this part two of of all this great advice for us. So I, we are very thankful for that. Um, we'd also love to hear some stories from you about some of the athletes you've been working with. Justin alluded to it earlier that uh, you know the Blue Jays, Canada's team, is in the playoffs, and um, you've been working with some of this, the 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 players and. Uh, in that realm and love to hear any kind of, you know, things that, that they've been working on with their nutrition. And is there anything that they would be changing going into their playoffs? Like it's the best of three and not, it's not just optimal. It's like super optimal. Like what, what, what do they do here in the next 48 hours to make sure that they're moving to the next round? Yeah. uh, I mean, really great conversations. And and what we focus on at the beginning of the season is is really not our focus at the end of the season. So what's been a priority is, and obviously a lot of these teams have the ability to look at blood work. So they're making some decisions on that, but you don't necessarily need this to understand what to do. Beginning of the season is really just making sure that we have optimal nutrient status. So some of these teams are focusing on getting their non-negotiables in, getting their foundations set, having things like some of those vitamins and minerals that we discussed earlier and having uh, those available and that they're easy to pack and take. Obviously there's a lot of travel involved here. Um, So that's what some, some of these teams are focusing on, but I'm going to speak, I mean, especially when it's NHL playoff time, I'm getting, you know, regular texts and it is because of injury and it is 
trying to do something as quick and effective as possible, uh, middle of the season to, to end of the season. And what I would say is, you know, if you're an athlete listening, um, beginning of the season, you're feeling good, you're fresh, you've had some time off, you know, things are, things are working well. That's amazing. Um, but eventually, you know, the body, there's a certain load that our body can take and that cup is going to keep getting filled up and it's going to start to overflow what teams are really focusing on at the latter half of those seasons or latter half of their season or to make sure that they can make it through playoffs are stress and sleep and the questions or the products to take or the food and nutrition focus has everything to do with how can I sleep better and how can I mitigate stress as an athlete? You're never going, no one is going to reduce stress. That's kind of a lie, right? You don't reduce stress. We do things to become stronger and more resilient to stress um i kind of want to go back to your story about the guys getting up in the morning and being in nature being in the sun um the best way to help your circadian rhythm to help with sleep is to do exactly what you did get up in the morning get some sunlight keep a standard sleep and wake time and then from for these teams that of course don't have um the luxury to just kind of wake up in the same place they're traveling everywhere um, they are doing everything that they can through that travel experience to have the food that they need on hand, the nutrients that they need to help make sure that they sleep. Um, and of course, the the stress resilience tools, which would be things like breath work, um, journaling, getting up in the morning and getting good sunlight. Um, how we help to support ourselves through stress is incredibly individual, but just note that um, we we want to make sure that we're strong and resilient to stress. Um, and we want to make sure that we're uh, supporting our body so that it can continue to to perform to the, throughout the season like we need it. Yeah, that's great. I love yeah. uh, love the advice. I love uh, where it's not just about nutrition, where you've you've leaned in on you know with injury recovery and handling stress and high pressure situations, coming down to really what how you're taking care of your whole body, and that includes the sleep and and those routines. And that's one of the things I think at Prairie Hockey Academy as we get these young men and women ready for junior hockey and beyond, it's helping them build these routines and getting that built into them. Because when they're just coming from small towns and, you know, maybe the small town minor hockey association is doing all they can to give them the best advice. They, they, they're not getting the right advice maybe, or the right routines put into place. And so I think that's one of the strengths that we have at PHA is is to continue building that for our athletes and help them understand that these routines are critical, whether you are at a U15 prep tournament or whether you're heading into the Major League Baseball playoffs. Nutrition, hydration, sleep, recovery, it all it all matters and it has to be dialed in early in your career uh, to have success uh, at the pointy end of your career as well. These are habits, right? We've talked about this with a couple other guests as well. And just all these habits matter, these choices that we get to make every day. And nutrition and what we're talking about with, with Mel here is is a big piece of it. Um, but so is strength and conditioning, which we had the chance to talk about last episode with Dustin Friesen and, and sleep and other habits, right? Journaling, stress responses, breath work, all this is uh, really important for developing a, a holistic athlete that can... Um, be an optimal performer. So this was really good. The, we, um, Mel, I just think there's, there's so much to this. I, I know my, you know, we've, we've implemented some of these pieces, even just with our morning routines at our, at our home with, with our young family and just trying to even with our, with our kids, giving them the, you know, the best 
hopefully the foot up as they head to school uh, in the mornings and, you know, what are they eating for breakfast, right? And so this is a, you know, simple piece that, that we've tried to you know, apply in our home. And it was kind of funny this weekend, my, we made these uh, protein pancakes. They were actually really good, but they were, um, my six-year-old said to my wife, she, <laughs> she's like, well, you should put some peanut butter on them or something to, you know, have a little bit of, again, some, some added, some nut butter and things like that. And my six-year-old goes, all you care about is peanut butter and meat. <laughs> and so it's just this idea of like, Hey, we want you to, you know, finish your meat or, or finish your protein on your plate before you can be done, you know, your meal today. And anyway, it was, it was neat to see my six year olds take that. That's uh, what we you know, we're like, you're right. That's actually what we're trying to push is that you have a proper amount of protein intake today and, um, some of these nutrients for yourself. And anyway, I, I tried to be a really cool dad a couple of weeks ago and, uh, it was one of those, I don't want to say a dad fail moments, but it was, it was my daughter's birthday. And so I thought, um, she could have, I, I bought some lucky charms. I was like, Hey, you can have some lucky charms as, you know, kind of a breakfast thing here on your birthday. And boy, did we have a tough day after that? Like, Isn't you know, I just, I just wonder, you know, the science behind that type of sugar intake first thing in the morning to your brain and a young mm-hmm. developing brain. Uh, it was a challenging day after. And I, and I recognize that, you know, things like lucky charms, uh, these sweet treats, cinnamon bun, something, uh, you know, we can, it's not that we can't have a treat like that. Like I've, I've said in previous episode, I'm a big ice cream fan, but it's just like, you know, we don't probably want to have that as our first intake of the day because of what it maybe does to our bloodstream or our, even just it our, our brains for the day. Yeah, it, it truly does these. Um, and you know, this also kind of cascades th- throughout the day and even how you're feeling uh, maybe on the, during those later games and why we're reaching to caffeine your neurotransmitters are set at that first meal. Our bodies are primed and need protein. It's not to say that protein isn't important throughout the day. In the morning is the most important time. And if you find that you struggle with motivation um, or focus or attention, try adding protein at the beginning of the day. It's going to help you. Your dopamine, which is your motivation and drive neurotransmitter, is highest in the morning. Um, and it helps you to really make sure that you make better choices and that dopamine is, is uh, high throughout the day. Uh, the other thing is, too, we with the refined sugar, um, we have higher levels of, of cortisol, our stress hormone, in the morning. And um, now combine that with a little bit of you know sugar from from a, a cereal or a bagel or a chocolate chip cookie. And yeah, it is, it's absolutely a, a recipe for a disaster. So that first meal is so incredibly important. And with my athletes, the first goal uh, for protein is build a better breakfast. So, right. you know, again, if you're hearing all of this and you're thinking, man, I have a lot of work to do on my day or making better choices and better habits, where do I start? Start in the morning. Because by starting in the morning, it's going to make it easier to make better choices throughout the day. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you for your time, Melissa. It's, it's been fantastic. And, and even just as I'm, I'm sitting here thinking this, and it's always one of those things where we talk to our athletes and, you know, we're trying to make sure they're doing the best things. But even for myself as a coach, I, I've, you know, it's not do as I say and <laughs> How does I do? don't do as yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I'm with Justin. I, I enjoy the odd bowl of ice cream and, um, some snacks on the side, but, uh, you know, I, for myself, I, I, I need to be better. And so this is me on, on open mic saying I, I need to be better. And, 
I'm going to start getting dialed in on some of this stuff myself and, and really start to uh, put into practice what I'm asking my athletes to do. And, and so I guess my challenge out there is, you know, there's other dads and, and grandpas out there that it's not too late for us either. I think that we can start to live the prime of our lives um, healthy, nutritionally, give our give our bodies the best chance to to stick around with some air in our lungs for a few more years. And so that's that's my journey over the next, uh, until we get you back next time, um, hopefully I'll have some routines built into my day uh, to, to get going better. My wife is so awesome at making sure that there's a good meal on the table in the morning at breakfast and and then I go and ruin it throughout the rest of the day. So I, I, I got to get that <laughs> dialed in. And uh, the advice that you've given me today um, and to our listeners um, is going to help me get on that journey. And so whether it's our young athletes, uh, the Blue Jays, or us grandpas out there, or anyone in between, uh, it's never too late. So let's get after it, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Win All Day Every Day podcast, presented by Prairie Hockey Academy. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would ask that you follow us on our social media feeds so you can get weekly alerts when we drop a new episode. Plus, if you could leave us a comment and a rating so that other listeners can have the opportunity to hear about this podcast, we'd greatly appreciate it. This allows us to grow our awareness of today's show and further episodes. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode, and we look forward to seeing you in the future.